I can do those things. I can notice what's happening to me. I kind of know the stories. I know where it came from. I can feel these feelings and be in a moment with them. I can identify the ingredients of the scenario, the ingredients yep. of the soup. And if I can do all of that, then I want to be able to do something different than the move that has been yeah. ingrained or hammered into me over time. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. Here we are in episode four, healing from past wounds. And I feel like it's been very vulnerable for Chad and I, as we have, <laughs> to, we have done a deep dive into our past wounds and our triggers, and now we're just exposed. Big sigh. <laughs> so what we like to do is try to validate that this is hard and normalize it and show you some examples so that you can get there yourselves. What we want you to try to be able to do is identify when these wounds get triggered or touched in a present day interaction and then link them to when they've happened before, where the wound was originally started, where there's residue and allow your partner to help you with some of the cleanup of that. It's a hard thing, but we're diving into that a little bit more in this episode. Well, I want to, I want to say too, like warning, 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 (laughs) do not proceed to this episode. Mm. If you haven't done the previous episodes, Mm. you can't, we're going to ask you, to yeah. try to do some things. And it really, this is a specific order. If you, if you don't have the first parts done, you really can't do the third and fourth and fifth and sixth yeah. parts, right? Like it, it just, it works in an order. And if you don't have the beginning, you can't really jump to the end like so many other things when it comes to health. Yeah. Uh, we have to be able to walk before we can run and, and we have to be able to run before we can jump and those sorts of things. So I want to just encourage you go slow with this. Don't get in a rush. Don't feel like we're not trying to heal everything that ever happened in every nuanced situation in our entire life so that we can somehow be perfect. These things that Angel and I are talking about, they still show up and we've done good jobs, I think, of going back and yeah. trying to work on them. But life happens to all of us. And again, it reminds me that we get to be the safe place for our partner. We get, we get to be the thing or the person that shows up in the places where they've been hurt. And we're going to try to take care of them. And that's really what this episode is yeah. about. It's how do we begin to resource one another around these painful places. Just like we have said multiple times before when we talk about the pursue withdraw cycle that shows up in all relationships, just because you have an awareness of what your strategy is doesn't mean you're never going to fight again. Fighting is very normal. We always say that it doesn't mean that it's never going to happen or you're never going to be disconnected. What it does mean is that you now have an awareness. You can do better repairs. You can catch your strategies and do some healthier responses. That's what we're hoping for. Same with these raw spot conversations. We're not saying once you identify one, once you tie it to your past, once you go into and acknowledge some of the reasons why you feel that way and then let your partner in, that you're never going to be triggered again. That's not true. not how it works. Sometimes Chad will still get a response when I say, did you feed the dogs? Probably a lot less now, but at least it, there are times when it still comes online. Stirs or something inside me. Sure. Same with yeah. me. When I get gifts, depending on the moment, the scenario, the gift, whatever this, you know, the feelings are, it doesn't mean I never, ever get triggered again. It just means now I'm not confused about what's happening. 
That's yeah. the key is now I go, okay, I am very familiar with what is happening and it allows me to acknowledge what my body is trying to do, which is keep me safe. And it allows me to then possibly decrease that heightened response because I can thank my body for trying to keep me safe and then possibly even get a different response and even better yet, resource my partner to help ground me. We've talked about cocoa before that co-regulation. When my body goes, just regulate panic I can go hey this is a trigger for me and I can resource my partner to help me regulate some of that distress and that's what we're going to unpack a little bit more in this episode well and I want to I want to say that like uh I this is where you the rubber meets the road we I said already that, used we that. Said that I know I know but <laughs> it was a couple episodes ago they forgot yeah uh, but, I'm, but I'm like this is really where like okay I want to make some change here yeah I, I feel like I, I don't mean to be the disclaimer guy, but but sometimes I, I am the disclaimer guy. It feels like one. Do you want to change this? Yeah. Is it something that you're ready to work on right now? Right. Do I want to change this? And maybe that's two things, actually. And, and is it something I want to work on right now? You can ask yourself these questions and say, no, I'm happy with how the gift giving thing isn't number one in my life at this moment or the the feed the dogs thing, you know what? I'll just feed the dogs and we'll make a rule in our house that I do that always. I want to say for just a second, because as you're saying that, I got this phrase in my head that I've heard people say, which is, this is just who I am. Yeah. This is just how, yeah. I just don't like gifts. I'm just that person. And the reality is that that might be a statement that I've proclaimed because I don't really know what's going on or I don't see the possibility of a change happening. And so we're pushing on that just a little bit to say that you actually can identify what's happening in those moments and can shift. You can be a person who at least has an awareness around why you have some of these triggers and even start to try to identify and decrease the responses to those triggers. So what I'm trying to do right now is say you have options. Yes. And you get choice Mm -hmm. in this. This isn't about what Chad thinks or Angela thinks is healthy or even your partner, whoever you're with, thinks you should do. This is is really about what do you, as the person who has lived in your skin, in your world, in your life, what do you want to do with your past and, and with the things that show up in your relationship in the present? And so... For me, I'm saying if, if that's something that you're saying, I have time and space and energy to try to work on some of these things, then these are some things you might want to do, which again, I kind of said the disclaimer at the beginning of this, you need to be able to do all the things we've listed so far <laughs> in the last two or three podcasts yeah. and, and be able to go, I can do those things. I can notice what's happening to me. I kind of know the stories. I know where it came from. I can feel these feelings and be in a moment with them. I can identify the ingredients of the scenario, the ingredients of the soup. And, and, And if I can do all of that, then I have to, and that's what this podcast is, I have to be able to go, and I want to. I want to be able to do something different than the move that has been yeah. ingrained or hammered into me over time. The idea for us from the beginning of this podcast is to connect couples where their interactions are causing a disconnection. So our hope is, if Chad is pitching this to you, that first you have to go, 
I don't like my response or I'm recognizing that something is at play here and I do want to do some past work. This is vulnerable and hard, but then the hope is that we want to come back and connect with our partner around this so that where there was previous distress or disconnection around one of these raw spots, now we're resourcing our partner and actually getting closer together or building a more secure bond in a place where there potentially was not. I want to use a scenario for this okay? because you don't always want to completely get rid of some of these traits. Mm. We're not saying that because things happen to you or you do, uh, we're not saying that all of these things are bad. Yeah. I'll make it simple. So one, the one that I always comes up for me is it, it's around how you have to fix things mm. in my family of origin. So in our Family of origin yep. talk. This is one that came up, which is that Chad has a family rule. You never hire a repairman or take your car to the auto body shop unless you first watch 10 YouTube videos and try to break it down yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and even you should have at least researched it and looked at it closely, yeah. probably taken it apart. I like that about me. I like that I... I like the way my brain works that way. That is so foreign, by the way, to my family of origin when that just wasn't my dad's. My dad is an excellent football player. He did that well. Football was his career. Uh, he, could, he wasn't somebody who could take a heater apart or take a you know car engine apart. And so when Chad and I started dating and I saw this at play, it was confusing to me. Like, what are you doing? Why would you take that wall out or why would you take <laughs> that's different than a heater but yeah Any like, of it. like yeah. you get into things yeah 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 and, and that was with both of my hands yeah. I'm both like I'm gonna, I'm I was gonna tear something up yeah. to that and also like really like enamored by it I think yeah is that but, the right word yeah 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 but well confused I think is maybe, yeah, yeah confused like too. you're like, like oh, what is happening he's doing um, things <laughs> but but for me that was born out of basically this place where it's like, I just saw that that's how that had to happen. It wasn't really, it wasn't really a choice. And I remember living in Michigan and it was winter and me and my brother had bought a house together and we're in the basement and the heater had gone out and it's winter in Michigan, right? Negative twenties outside maybe. And, and I called my, my dad and I'm like, Hey dad, uh, the heater's out. He goes, yeah, you should probably open it up and look at it and see what's wrong. And, and I'm like, I'm like, well, I called a repairman. He said it's going to be 200 bucks to come out on an emergency call. And this was in, I don't know, 97 or something. Like it, I didn't have 200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, the house cost $60,000. <laughs> so it, it's a different, it's a different scenario. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't have 200 bucks. So I call my stepdad, right? Luckily I have two engineer dads because I thought one of them would be able to like at least send me the money. They both have good jobs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're hoping for the money. That's yeah. not what you got. My stepdad goes, "What's going on?" I go, "Hey, our heater went out." He goes, "We'll fix it." Just, <laughs> almost the same answer as my dad. My mom married the same person twice. Not, not no. really, not really. But I'm like, but I'm like, wait a second. It was really enforced that like, oh, it's expected that you will at least take this apart. They were probably shocked. Like, ha why haven't you yet? Why are you calling me before Literally, you've taken the lid off? <laughs> they were both. I mean, that was the response I got. It, and I'm not. They were like, yeah, like confused. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, call me tomorrow if you can't figure it out kind of thing. <laughs> like, like, you're wasting my time if you haven't at least looked under there. It's just a heater. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of how it felt. Wow. And, and, and it was fuel oil. It doesn't matter. But it, it was... 
it was a pretty straightforward heater. So we take it apart or I take it apart and I pull some pieces out and I clean up a little igniter and I get the thing to work. In your defense, I don't think YouTube existed in the 90s. It did. So it, it, did, it, did at it. Least. They said, look at it and see what's wrong. Yeah. And Maybe the manual. That's when people still there used was the no manual. I promise there was no manual. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having yeah. the tools though. And literally they had probably both given me yeah. tools for Christmas at some point. And so I'm down there pulling this thing apart in a cold house, worried that the pipes are going to freeze, mm. trying to make things, pressure. things work, right? Oh. But I know that that could be a big response. Like, let's say yeah. that goes really poorly. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I lost the house or this or that. Yeah. But, but none of that happened. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing inside me that I go, I am allowed to risk failure when it comes to fixing things. Yeah. I am you allowed. You got it fixed, didn't you? Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> of, but, course. Uh, of course. Why would you question that? That's, that's not, not <laughs> that wasn't the point of the story. <laughs> but, but I want to say that it was okay, and it's still okay, that I can, like, literally Angela will, will be trying to talk to me about what I'm doing, and I'm like, I'm going to tune you out, and I'm going to get the job done. Yeah. Or this my repair guy sometimes. comes and he's like, I think it might be this, it may be that. And sometimes I'll be like, I, I don't need you to diagnose it at this point. I am really good at this that yeah. this piece. I'm gifted at it. Yeah. And so I'm like, what I need you to do is order these two things yeah. and get them in and then put them in. This is so relevant because we're, we're talking about Chad is... It's a superpower in some ways. He's queuing up something that has happened recently in our relationship. And that was about a month and a half ago. We bought a house a year and a half ago and we knew with the inspection that the HVAC in it was 30 years old, as old as the house yeah and it was probably going to need replacing soon but we were going to ride out let's see how long we Just can see ride how out. long so yeah, yeah summer came we had to replace the air conditioner part of it but it's a it's a both I'm learning about this stuff. Chad's trying to help me learn There's about this stuff. There's a furnace and an air conditioner. And so here we are in the winter, and sure enough, the heater goes out. And so we're, and it's like the coldest week of the winter, right? And so we've got Borrowing space, heaters, and space all heaters in different rooms, trying to keep the house hot. And and I could tell, like, Chad was going, we got to get this fixed. So he's looking at it. He calls the guy and says, hey, I know a little bit about what's going on. The guy, a very competent HVAC guy comes Excellent. out. Excellent. Best one I know. Yeah. And they're discussing amongst themselves what the next steps are. And they're like, do this, do this. But during this post-pandemic season, apparently things are on back order. There's supply chain issues. There's things that we just haven't faced before. And so I could tell we were a week into space heaters and the heater still wasn't fixed because we were waiting on a part. And I might have said something to Chad like, hey, you know, when's the heater going to get fixed? Or it's, yeah. you know, tone or not tone, I'm inquiring. And I can tell when I do, it doesn't hit him like we're waiting on a part and, and we're, you know, it, it wasn't just a soft hit. Yeah, It was like, I'm failing my family because we have space heaters and I can't, and I haven't fixed it yet. Correct. Like I could tell there was something going on behind his eyes. And at that point, then I'm, we tried to have a conversation around what's going on and, and started to kind of unpack the rule. Yeah. And, and for me, it was really clear and I, and I did want to work on it. Like, I'm like, man, my whole life I have been told to be capable and fix it and solve it or else I'm a bad yeah. in childhood, I guess it wasn't anything, but like I'm a bad kid, I guess. But, but 
in adulthood, it's always been like, if you can't take care of these things, you're stuck, you're failing, and you're I, losing. Part of this specific episode is about the response. How should the partner respond in this scenario? And I want to tell you, I failed horribly at it. I did what you're not supposed to do, which is try to talk him out of his feelings. His body is cueing the feelings he's feeling. So for me to come along and be like, you shouldn't feel like that. Now what I'm doing is basically shaming what his body is telling him, which doesn't help anybody anytime, you know. <laughs> and it's different because if I say for me to go, huh, I shouldn't feel like this. This yeah. doesn't make sense. That's not a bad response. No. I need to be able to do that in episodes one through three. We kind of talk about like yeah. being curious and finding out where it came but from. But I came along and I'm like, this isn't your fault. You know, as soon as I knew that the que- the inquiry or the question hit something, then I was like backpedaling. Like yeah. that, I didn't want, my goal wasn't to make him go inside yeah. himself, you know, in his head and go to this bad place. So then I started going, oh, well, you know, I was just curious about a timeline and you yeah. sh- this isn't your fault. You know, this is completely out of your hands. And I know that you'd fix it if you had the part and all this. But at this point, like more than a slow blink, he was gone. Like he just wasn't, you know. Well, and I was probably trying to solve it in my yeah. head. But, and I, and again, coming back to like, how do you fix this? Yeah. I did come back to you and go, you yep. know what? This is, this is what that is. So here's a note. The person who gets triggered, and we've already said this, has to be willing to do the work. And the yep. work is, okay, what, what is at play? What are the ingredients? Where did I just go? Chad just went to a place in his head. Can I include my partner? And, and he did. He did his own work and he came back to me and said, hey, this is what's at play. I really feel like not fixing the heaters, letting my family down. And of course, then I am there with you in those emotions going, oh my goodness, that does feel heavy. How can I sit here with you and go, man, I hate that you feel that way. At that point, I'm going, get get the response right, get the response right, you know, <laughs> to be able to say, I hate that you feel that way. Man, I know that you typically would want to fix it. And right now it's out of your hands and that must feel horrible. We do have heat. You know, we're grateful that we have these space heaters and it's going to be fixed as soon as the part comes in. I know you'll get on it. Trying then at that point to say, I don't value you any less, which is the fear, because the heater's not fixed. I value you and I know that you're capable. Yeah. And and maybe even more than that, that I'm not a failure because yeah. it's, it's, it's failed. The thing yeah. broke and it's not my fault, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of what... I don't know, man. I, I was thinking about like different times when this has happened, but it's like, it's kind of what happens for me is like my body tells me, oh, you're failing because yeah. you don't have heat. Yeah. Right. And, and we, I mean, even, even now I want to like justify something around yeah. it. And I'm like, it's like, well, it's okay. I didn't, I didn't build the thing. But let's tie it back to the gift giving. And that's my trigger. He's even was able to, in my process say, Hey, your response is a lot. And it's unfair. And I hate that you have that response. I hate that you had that experience. And now your body freaks out when you get a gift. That sucks for you. And he was able to basically say, I still love you. We're going to work through this. I'm still going to buy you gifts. Your daughter's still going to get you gifts. We're going to continue to do this. We're just going to be here with you in the process. And even now when Mother's Day is coming or when my birthday is coming, Chad is so sweet to come alongside and say, Hey, every time Avery walks into Walmart and sees the balloons and the teddy bears and the flowers, she's like, we got to get mom all the things, you know? (laughs) And so he's warning me that 
your daughter is about to bring in a surplus of gifts because that's what she loves to do. And we don't want to squat. You can't do it because your mom can't handle it. Like that's, <laughs> oh, I hate that, you know. And that is so not we, what we're saying. Yeah. We want to honor that she gets to give gifts. And now he's helping me, that co-regulation. Yeah. He's helping my limbic system handle the gift and respond in a way that is more... I don't even want to say acceptable, but more, um, what's the right word there? Accurate to what the scenario should be. Sure. Is that, is that fair? I'm going to, I'm going to circle back because I, I think you, you could layer these, but circling back just to like my scenario, it's like, I want to be able to take that initial, uh Oh, there's a problem. Yeah. And I want to be able to diagnose it. And then I want to be able to say, order the parts. But I don't every day want to feel this angst that like, oh, I'm a failure because my house isn't perfectly in order when there's nothing I can do about it. What I need to be able to do is to express that I feel this angst and I don't know what to do with it. Like I need, I need you to tell me that I'm not messing up because we're in a bad spot for a moment that, that it is out of our control. I mean, life is literally going to throw things that take us out of control. Unexpected things. And, And so... And just like you've, even with the gift giving, we would love for you to be able to receive gifts. But there's, I've got to tell you, Ange, there is a line where it's like, hey, you don't have to get every gift. You don't have to celebrate every Hallmark holiday, not knocking Hallmark, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I'm like, yeah, you don't have to do that. And it's so there's probably a good tension that we can hold yeah. between how much is a good gift and how much is too much. Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be it's, every holiday. It's a harsh word and people don't like it when they talk about uh, relationships, which is compromise. I don't love the word, but it is kind of the explanation of this is that we're trying to together come up with the solution that honors both sides. Well, and let me just say this. I don't know if I like the, I, I mean, I'll push back on that. I it's don't okay. like the word we're, compromise. We're allowed, we're Give me that. another word. Well, I mean, I think we compliment. Compliment. I don't want to say compromise. Such a better word. But I, I, it's like your ability to say, hey, that's probably enough as far as gifts go. Yeah helps me have a little bit more regulated life, a little yeah. bit more like um, in the boundaries life. Absolutely. And, and my ability to say, hey, we should have some gifts. But then my ability to also t- to give you permission, take that apart, work on it. Let's fix it. Let's let's dream about what we want and make it. Yeah. Right? That gives you a little bit of room to grow. Complimenting and... way better than compromising. <laughs> well, we complement one another <laughs> like a good pairing at dinner. Yes. Anyway. That brings us to our connect point. The Connect Point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. So in this Connect Point, we want you to take some time and ask yourself, what are the areas that I maybe have a superpower? Maybe I'm really gifted in this way, um, but, but that it may also become a, a detriment. And ask yourself, do I want to work on that with my partner? We're not going to force each other into working on things that we don't want to work on. But I would love for you to be able to at least have a conversation around, I recognize this is both a blessing and and possibly a curse. Take some time and share that with one another and really just be there for each other. Let's just hear each other's stories and acknowledge and recognize the places and the gifts that we really have. So I want to give a quick example with the did you feed the dogs question about what he's saying about the superpower. Chad, his response is to get the task done. When I say, did you feed the dogs? He's rushing in there. He's grabbing the bowls and he's getting the job done. That actually is a great benefit. 
that he would quickly jump in, even where he felt like, maybe I missed it, maybe I'm in trouble, maybe I didn't get my chore done. The task, the response is, I'm going to get this done real quick. And that works beautifully in so many other scenarios. Yeah. But if you need a job done, it happens. We still have to break down what's going on for you and do we want to work on it. And so what he's saying is, can you acknowledge that there are moments when you have an incredible that he fixes things before we call a repairman? Great. Also, sometimes tricky when we are waiting for a part or do need a repairman, what meaning or message that sends to him and how we work through that. And so we're trying to get you to identify that sometimes the very thing that's an incredible, resilient strategy that you have developed is now showing up in your relationship and causing a disconnect. We want to see if you can identify that and share it with your partner. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks Thanks again. again.